1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, May sixth, twenty twenty-two. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes Thirty Under Thirty, aka the Future Class of Video Games, aka the OK Beast. Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Thank God it's Friday, Greg. TGIF. You know what I mean. Can't wait to watch Full House and Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World? Hell yeah. yeah! Come on, of course, Boy Meets World.
0: I'm like, I honestly, the real reason why I'm, I'm thanking God it's Friday is because I was just telling you guys that I've not had the chance to actually play this thing. All uh, right, now if you're an audio listener, right, now, I'm holding up my Steam. Deck. <sighs> it's been a very busy week. Just, I've been doing a lot of re- shit. Keep rubbing it in my face, bless, that you have this thing and you're too
2: cool and busy to even fucking use it. Just send it over. That thing, my thing house is like, I got plans.
0: Place. I got like, yesterday. It. It. I, I got
2: gotta nothing go. to do, bless, but lay in my bed and just think about playing games in bed. All Barrett Steve does not play old
1: games. Give him the deck. Let him go. I'm
0: just a man with plans, you know? <laughs> Yesterday I had to go watch Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I was there you know? with you. It's not like That's I wanted to I was there, that. too.
1: Yeah, me, too. Me too.
0: And I was obligated to do that. I had to go do that. I had to go sure. play D&D the other day with friends. It's just I've had a busy schedule, and this weekend it looks like I might be a little bit more freer, and so I'm going to hop into some games, Greg. Probably play some of that Rogue Legacy, too.
1: What I appreciate about you is that you're going to use it to play games, unlike Paris Lily, who just takes photos of games on it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the I big thing. I don't believe thing.
0: he has one. I think he's just Photoshopping them into photos. Because I've okay, not heard him give smart. impressions.
1: That's a great point. That's yeah. a great point, Blessing.
0: He's not actually talking about his time on the Steam Deck. He just talks about
2: having Steam Deck. Well, there there are, you know, Steam Deck impressions of Paris Lily on last week's X-Cast. So, you know, that's... An Xbox podcast.
1: It's yeah, it's is, it him, is it him using xbox uh x cloud on it or remote play on it or what is it, what's he using on it
2: uh it was just like a bunch of different things like yeah he brought up uh cloud gaming on the the steam deck and uh just actually playing uh other games i think through steam on the steam deck and stuff like that go check it out it's a good episode
1: if you're gonna talk about XCloud on it, I'd listen. But if it's Steam, it's Steam games on Steam Deck, then he used to go to Steamcast. I don't want, I don't want to hear that on my XCloud. When are community. we gonna start a Steamcast? Because I feel like now that
0: the Steam Decks are coming in, like Roger McCorney was talking to me about how he's on the verge of actually getting one very soon.
1: Yeah, it seems like I, we have. You, enough how many times do you want to it? drop that that Roger's done that he's crossed the finish line? Do you want? It, I you just want you yeah, to yeah, know that more and more and people in from our Roger GLS. didn't even have a pre-order. Roger was out there he was doing sniffing the through everybody's trash looking for a fucking Steam Deck receipt and somehow I was got one. So proud me over here playing it as it lies. I did. I was there on day one. Register, you know, I, I freaking pre-ordered the goddamn thing. I thought I was all set. Supposed to get it an anytime between April and June. Well, guess what? Valve, it's May. Getting on a plane in two weeks, a week and a half now. You got to switch. You got to. You gotta I, back. I bought, that, I bought play that game, Puzzle Quest. Team. Oh yeah, I, 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 trust me, I got plenty of things to play. Plus, that's mm. not the, that's not the issue. There are too many games. You know that. Too many games at all times. Too many great mm. games to play i'm just saying Very now exciting. it seems like uh there's a lot more
0: uh converts pc converts here that kind of funny it's where we sure. can start pc i love you control tab control tab if we wanted to and i'm down i'm always hosting. down for another podcast you know that me andy roger pc podcast think about it talking about half-life
1: that's just it every week <laughs> i don't know what other pc games are well blessing hearthstone there's a lot of PC games out there, and we're going to talk about some of them that could be PC games today, like a WWE RPG, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's Reveal Incoming, the FTC coming after PlayStation, and finally, as uh, this is episode zero of uh, PC I love you control tab control tab Excel is coming to one of your favorite PC games we'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games daily each and every week day on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in with your questions for the day you can get the show ad free you can get it with the exclusive post show we do you can watch the X cast live as they record it this afternoon you can get the brand new metal gear Portillo shirt that's up for patreon platinum members however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you have a variety of free ways to support kind of funny number one you can be on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like nerd is uh now nah, Lowell Freedom uh, and Elfin Rydar, if you are one of those people or one of the people I didn't name, one of the thousands watching, of course, you can go uh, to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Keep us honest. Tell us what we screw up during the show so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later for free on youtube.com slash games. roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Of course, those people have to listen to the ads. They don't get the post show. They don't get to watch anything live. They can't get the Portillo shirt. That's all on patreon.com slash games, But – They're supporting us just like you could if on the Epic Game Store you use the creator code kind of funny. Of course, you can then go buy anything you want on the Epic Game Store. We get a few bucks. Don't play on PC? No problem. Of course, when you're playing Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys on the platform of your choice, you can use the Epic Creator Code kind of funny and help us out there. Housekeeping is dense today, ladies and gentlemen. Number one, PSI Love You XOXO is live. It is the top 10 games missing from the PlayStation 5. The top 10 most wanted, you might say. The games that are on other consoles that we want to make the jump and come here. <laughs> also, on top of that, we all went and saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness last night. In review records this afternoon and post today as well. So you have it when you come out of the theater for a spoiler-filled discussion and ranking of the show today right after kind of funny games daily we're doing a charity stream for the abortion funds in vulnerable states that's gonna be on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games the plan is that it will be the normal stream you all know and love right after kind of funny games daily and then when it usually be winding down and ending i'm gonna run back from in review and keep the charity going until later in the afternoon so come on by even if it's late as i already mentioned and i have a link in here that i said kev i didn't realize it was you barrett i gotta start looking at the calendar but kind of funny's new t-shirt design has been revealed for patreon platinum members and it's andy's metal gear inspired portillo shirt you can see it right there that's for platinum members on both patreons and then our friends over at ign have an announcement saturday IGN is hosting a fundraiser in aid of the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine. They're putting on a six-hour live stream featuring voice actors performing famous scenes from beloved games, all in aid of the British Red Cross's Ukraine crisis appeal. With live readings from Troy Baker, Nolan North, Jennifer Hale, and many, many more. There will also be special behind-the-scenes segments with developers, opportunity for Q&A with actors, and never-before-seen mashups of games, including The Witcher in Cyberpunk. This is all happening on IGN tomorrow for six hours, starting at 6 a.m., Pacific time that's awesome it's a really good lineup you know if you could have nolan north perform one scene from a game what would it be uh i was always a big fan of him in uh, there's a game i make fun of him for all the time and i'm hung up on it not not dark Uncharted Sector. three dark void uncharted 2
2: batman arkham city uncharted 4
1: what's the what dark dark void Raj? former that's what i'm thinking God of dark of War, void dark 2018 void. you remember dark void i had to review this shit at IGN. nolan was in it it's like a knockoff rocketeer uncharted which sounds awesome and trust me brother it was not awesome <laughs> and i've never forgiven him frankly
0: assassins you know what I mean? come three, I'm, I'm not two. aware of this
1: uh, can you get me the trailer for dark void and toss that up here uh bear courtney sorry what era? No, like just... what around what year was this Oh, man. It would have been after the first. Unch- now you got a man. Dark Void, IGN, early review. PS3. Yeah, no, I was PS3. PS3 okay. Tw- 2010. This is 2010. Uh, my original, my review posted on January 20th, 2010. I always make fun of him. A Capcom game. Yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this looks like it is like uh, early, it just it's from got, the look, it's it looks got, got early like 90s. original
2: Deus Ex vibes there. It has like N64 logo.
0: era vibes. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right now we're seeing a a man fly a jetpack. Now we're seeing an alien turn into a human. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, keep narrating it for everybody. Uh, You
0: you got some uh, dude who looks like he could be from Halo. It has like a cyborg alien looking thing. Uh, Big old cyborg creature here. I keep saying cyborg, but it looks like they're more robot than man.
2: Well, here's Uh, one of the the cyborg things from uh, uh, Mass Effect
1: i'm gonna read right now my dark void intro for all right over on i keep the trailer going bear uh my dark void intro over here right this is from again january 20th God, this is so
0: ps3 i've
1: tried several times to write this introduction and i just can't seem to come up with anything i like you can't you can blame writer's block but the truth truth is that i always try to start an article with what i find most interesting about a subject and nothing about dark void is interesting <laughs> nothing in airtight games and capcom's latest is a complete failure and in the same vein nothing is a success there were plenty of times that i was screaming at the game because the main character wasn't taking cover and there were there were others where i was smiling while punching at the heads off of robots but all these moments moments (laughs) drifted into the ether after the experience was done dark void is one of those games you'll play beat and forget ever existed there's nothing noteworthy here Jesus, a that is five. A five out of ten from Greg Miller on IGN. Twenty ten.
0: One, that is a very scathing review. Two, I love that in, during that era you're a capital W writer, and I, I like, I love the the like games that'll make you write a review that have you being self reflective about the process of writing reviews. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. like every now and then you'll see one of those, and usually like. I've seen Jeff Gertzman have a few of those recently. I think he had one for like Forza or maybe some Xbox Game Pass game that made him sit down and like write about how like what is the purpose of reviews during the era where people can play games for free or play games for a very low price. I love that Dark Void was so impactful for you. It made you sit down and go, Do I have writer's block? Or do I just have nothing to say about this game because this game is so Those were crazy. the
1: worst, man. When you played a game and it wasn't, you loved it or you hated it. It's just like, eh, this is something that's out there. something going on. A Those are the hardest ones to talk about. Like, even, yeah.
0: like, trek to Yomi, I think, being a good example. And you, you and Andy rocked it. But like, I think, I think often about games where I'm like, this is very okay. Like It's not great. It's not bad. It's very okay. It's so hard to
1: communicate that this thing is fine. It exists. To, I'm sorry. Trek to Yomi. Dark Void this is my verdict. Dark Void is all over the place. The story is never explained adequately. The combat's pretty much always a chore and flying isn't nearly as fun as it should be. I don't hate dark void, but I don't care for it either. <laughs> this is one of those <laughs> titles that just exists. I doubt few will remember it this time next year. God, I still say that a lot about a lot of games Jeez. and motherfucker was I right about dark void. As I dropped that information here, you all were like, what is this game? Yeah, I'm shocked this game. I'm like, I'm shocked. i have not heard of this game. Cause
0: usually a PS3 era action game like this is one that I, at the very least I would have seen at a game stop in like, the used game section, or like the $5 game section, because I was there often. Dark Void somehow bypassed
1: me completely. Maybe it'll be on uh, the new PlayStation Plus in a couple months, or weeks now, I guess. Uh, Thank you to our Patreon producers, Anonymous and Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN, Chime, and Babble, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. (laughs) Time for some news! Ah, Six items on the Roper Report. (gasps) A baker's dozen number one is an insane one blessing you need to get ready for it blessing there is a wwe world wrestling entertainment role-playing game rpg video game incoming we go to fightful where jeremy lambert and robert uh deflesi uh right with the release of wwe 2k22 wwe saw a successful revival console video game franchise saw a successful revival of console video game franchise after a poorly received outing in 2019 with wwe 2k22 now stephanie mcmahon has gone into detail about just how successful wwe 2k22 was commercially and critically and she has discussed the future of wwe in the gaming space including an upcoming rpg with more details to be revealed later Quote, we are extremely pleased with the relaunch of our premium video game console franchise WWE 2K, Stephanie said, during the Q1 2022 financial earnings call. After taking a little more than a year off to improve the game engine, we worked hand-in-glove with our partners at Take-Two Interactive, listened to our customers and fans, and earned back their trust by delivering a game that exceeded their expectations. WWE 2K22 was a commercial and critical success with the highest Metacritic scores on both Xbox and PlayStation platforms in franchise history, with over 5.6 million hours viewed on Twitch to date. A lot of that is KFW. You're welcome, Stephanie. We continue to strengthen the performance of our mobile games with 2k and scopely supercard and champions in recently signing new deal in the role-playing game place that will be announced soon i have a lot
0: of questions what do they mean? Like, what the fuck is a WWE role-playing game? Because when I first saw this news story, I was like, oh, is he talking about WrestleQuest, which is the one that was announced a bit ago. Sure. That is like an indie uh, uh role-playing wrestling game, not WWE licensed, but does have some classic wrestlers in there that they're able to get the rights to. Um, right. Yeah, Macho dropped- Man's
1: in there. That's a big deal for them or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, man, look at that, Bear. I was trying to find you a trailer. It's published by Skybound. You're seeing it right there. Of what It, it, it does look like a... It's a very interesting idea that I want to say I'm going to be all about. I've seen a lot from it, but I'm not sure if it's going to click for me. But I'm very yeah. excited to hopefully and, have it click. For me. And I'm in the
0: same place where I'm ex- I'm excited for this just from the idea that one, you know, I, I I love wrestling, and then also I love RPGs, right? So like the idea of a wrestling RPG to me sounds fun and a unique thing that would work on the indie level the way they're talking about it here right like they're talking about the success of wwe 2k right they're talking about how yeah after taking a year off like we brought it back and it's great and i imagine that with them bringing it back or with them with them floating this idea of a wwe rpg is that also going to be a thing that's done by 2k and what is the scale we're talking about are we talking about like a full-fledged rpg are we talking about something small like WrestleQuest quest that could work in terms of like a hey we'll do like a 10-hour adventure maybe make it like South Park, Stick a Truth style, like goofy stuff. We
1: are. If you're playing not watching too, yeah, WrestleQuest is this uh, 2D uh, turn-based uh, RPG that people are playing here, right? In terms of your character running back and forth, you go off the side, you turn, ch- ch- you know, ch- choose the moves. I think there's free roaming, and it might have been shown earlier. That's still 2D, yeah. obviously. It's but... like an
0: overworld that you can you can walk around. Yeah. in. What
1: is like? What is your gauge for what
0: this WWE thing is going to be? Like, do you think it's going to be way bigger scale than what we were showing with WrestleQuest, or do you
1: think it's going to be a small indie thing? Oh man, like. I think it's probably somewhere in between, right? Like I wish WWE had the video game sense that was, all right, let's partner with a smaller developer to make a smaller RPG and something like that. Right. But you look at like WWE 2K battlegrounds. Right. And it was like, there could have been a cool idea there, there, but you just tried to make this thing and it sucked. Right. And then you can even think all the way back to granted. This was a THQ thing. Right. But crush hour where they had the car combat WWE game. Right. And it was like, well, that wasn't good either. blah blah, blah. like, my hope would be that if they're like making an RPG, they're going to do it tongue in cheek. They're going to have it be fun. Like, I don't need, but it's like you immediately start going, well, what is it? Is it a wrestling RPG where you're creating a character and then trying to, if it's turn-based or whatever, however, it's co- the combat is, it's you actually being a wrestler. And like, you know, the usual shit of like, like starting franchise mode and like a WWE game where it yeah, is starting in the to... Indies, work your way to NXT through NXT, then get signed to a brand and yada, 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 and build it up that way which they already kind of do obviously in WWE 2k22 there is a, you know that entire mode that is exactly that but that's a different kind of thing so then it's like where well, are they gonna get weird and do like a fantasy RPG or some shit like that which I wouldn't put past them that a whole bunch of WWE superstars got like you, you remember there's like Undertaker comic books where he goes to hell and all this shit like they got all these people got sucked into a portal and now they're in fantasy land and they're fighting this thing da, da, da. like I don't even know like what they're thinking but it's like interesting. like no matter what, what you- it is, I can't fucking wait to see it. That's the long what do you and short want it? of it. Like, because for want? me,
0: when yeah, like when they announced this, right? I think the the thing that comes to mind, like I, of course, two things come to mind, right? What WrestleQuest being this weird GRPG wrestling game that is super goofy and super quirky for what it is, but also sounds very exciting. But then I my I think at the very opposite end is kind of what we're talking about as well, which is the franchise. Like, no, you're just going through. You're starting at NXT. You're working way up. You eventually get to RAW, and you are making narrative decisions in a way that is similar to what we already have with the franchise modes in WWE games, but maybe it could be deeper or maybe could have more systems maybe could have a different combat mode, right? Maybe it is turn-based or something along those lines. I, in terms of what I want, I think I want m- something more along those lines. Cause I think we already have like a wrestling video game, right? We already have WWE 2K. If I want. Yeah. I don't want, I do not want it to be a
1: wrestling game. Yes. Like I don't want it to exactly. be that. Yeah. There I'm, Do playing WWE 2K22 body slams and reversals, and then also applying RPG points as I go. Because again, like you're to, to just echo everything you're saying, that already kind of exists. You can play my faction and get the cards and have the stats get augmented as you do different things. Not, you know, your traditional RPG, but it is going through and making my. You know, Undertaker card more powerful and leveling it up to trying to get it to amethyst or whatever purple card. You know, whatever.
0: And my my thing with the WWE 2K game, specifically the uh, <clears throat> this last one, right? The what's the mode called where you are creating your wrestler and you are going through the storylines? Showcase is that right? Uh, it might be my showcase. Yeah, uh, my showcase. Yeah. For Can't that rise, mode, damn it, god damn my it. rise. I showcase a showcase. Thing. i knew it was the Mysterio thing, but for my right. rise, my biggest complaint with it was the fact that it was a traditional 2k sports game style thing which means that it is janky the voice acting was bad like the like visually it was bad right so much of it was so janky and you go through it because you're a wrestling fan and, and there the was some
1: the cool hit. shit in there like, like i'm with you are not nothing you've said is wrong or a lie hmm. but it was i thought awesome to see like a, a modern wrestling game and have like feuds build off of twitter where all of a sudden you're gonna fight somebody, and there were choices of do you want to yeah. like so, do you want to do this kind of match or not, and then like the way they introduced the legends right because you are re- wrestling nobody's for so long, but it would be like go home tonight and visualize a match. That's always really important to me, like against a great, and you'd go and wrestle like Andre the Giant, but it would be like you know they put the filter on to make it look 80s and shit like that. Like, there was cool gameplay stuff in there. Yes, the. Surrounding connective tissue has all the issues you expect from a 2K career. And, and my thing is, what if you were to make a game that was
0: just that? Like, let's get rid of everything else that WWE 2K is trying to go for, because I, I think for a game like that, right? Like, they're going for My Rise, they're going for my showcase, the ring mysterious thing, they're going for the factions, they're going for the wrestling gameplay, they're going for the online play, they're going for a creator rest, they're going for so much stuff in that game. And yeah. no, it's not, it's not, it's going to be a jack of all trades, a master of none in that sense. What if you could make a game that was purely, hey, here's a game that is all storyline where, and I do, I wouldn't know what you do for combat, maybe it is turn-based, maybe it is like a simulated thing, who knows. But what if you can make a game that is purely, you're creating a wrestler and you're going through the storyline and it does have good voice acting and it does have a good art, art style and it does have all the accoutrements you'd want for a game like that where you're making choices in the narrative and going about it and having it be that full thing and getting rid of all the other stuff on the side to make that experience quality. I think there, I think there's something there, but I don't know. Like the 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 description they're giving is so vague from Stephanie of McMahon, course. which I love that Stephanie McMahon the one who's talking about it because not this imagine...
1: ridiculous? Like right, yeah. it's like people who like grew up watching WWE having to be like Stephanie McMahon, not the character, but the actual WWE the actual suit. Person is giving the corporate financials and mentions of course there's a role-playing game like okay cool remember when you were tied to the Undertaker's symbol and Stone Cold had to come out and save you that would be any, qu- <laughs> any questions for investors yes do you remember when your wedding was interrupted you're we gonna marry Test, like the wedding like, got interrupted and then Triple H came out and it turned out to he married you and then you married him in real life isn't that is fucking it's the, the equivalent
0: to like if Nintendo was giving a press conference and Luigi was an actual person and Luigi's <laughs>
1: like actually like
0: delivering the press conference where it's like oh yeah and our financials look good and it's like yeah but like what about that time peach got kidnapped like you want to talk about that um but yeah like i think there's so many potentials for what this could be and i think it's interesting for the fact that 2k this last one 2k 22 did well enough to breathe new life into the idea of wwe video games and i know this is kind of a big step but if you stick with me for a second in the way that we talk about disney and we talk about marvel in the way that like for marvel and star wars they have their um Video game strategy, which is, hey, let's spread out our IP and have yeah. these different developers work on different games to have an assortment of different Star Wars and Marvel games. And maybe not all of the games are going to hit, but you know, when we think of Star Wars games, there's a number of games that we bring up, right? Between Battlefront, between uh, oh, Star Wars: Jedi Fallen Order, and this goes on, right? When we think of Marvel games, we think of Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Ultimate Alliance Three, all of these games, right? What if you yeah. could do the same thing for WWE? Because WWE sure. has a huge fan base. I, there's a lot of potential. Like, so much of those fan base. Are nerds right? Like, there, I see so many clips on Twitter and, and images of people holding up the wrestling signs at the events that have like video game hot takes on them. Yeah, there yeah, is yeah. such a crossover between people who've played video games and people who watch wrestling. I think there's and a that's lot of there with
1: that's why it's like yeah. I, I, I would bet you know, if I had if you were putting a gun in my head and I had to put money on the line, I would bet whatever this RPG they're saying will be a disappointment and won't be great, just based on the track record when WWE's tried to. Make a game. I was going to say get outside of their comfort zone. But in general, right? With we're coming off of 2K22 is amazing. It's my favorite wrestling game in a long, long time. and I'm still playing to this day and actively having fun with it, right? But there were a lot of bad games before that. And there's yeah. been a lot of bad offshoots of it. And so to get into this and be like, well, okay, what would an RPG look like? Like, how do you make wrestlers and wrestling interesting if it's not about professional wrestling? If If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't – you have – WW2K has so much stuff locked into that, like, you wouldn't – a lot of people are – like, the GM mode, right? Like, I know people always – people love being general manager of a wrestling show, and that's why, like, AEW has their own mobile app that has you do the same kind of thing, right? Like, when I'm picturing this, what I'm picturing, right, is – Something. If I was, if you were like Greg, you have to do it. And you have to come up with a right right now. I'm making it look like costume quest. I'm making it look cartoony, and it mm-hmm. is a bunch of wrestlers, maybe even younger. They are young versions of themselves, having to go do something. And I don't know what it is, but like maybe it is that you know we want to lean into it, and we're making this RPG, and we want to stick a truth in it a little bit. And maybe it is a bunch of kids who, for their you know for Halloween. I don't know why I'm so hung up on costume quest and Halloween, but I guess it just make it lends itself so well. For Halloween, they all were going to be wrestlers anyway. So you have your Stone Cold and you have your Macho Man and you have these people in costumes. And Undertaker lives in the house in the haunted house, and it, he is kidnapping kids or whatever the hell he is and doing some kind of horrible thing to ruin Halloween. And so you have to go fight him that way. Basically, make Costume Quest three, but make a WWE theme. I'm not. I never claim to be somebody who could pitch a good video game. I can't. I can't pitch an original video game. I can just take Ch- Tim Schafer's work and put it together into WWE.
0: Yeah, but I I think taking the idea of just purely, hey, we have the WWE, WWE IP. How do we go crazy with it and make a video game with it? I think like that's along the lines of what like where we could go. Like earlier you mentioned Crush Hour, which is a car combat game, wrestling game. Like yeah. why and you know, maybe you should make another Crush Hour in 2022, but are there similar ideas there in terms of what's hot right now? Like could you get it, like could you make a a WWE fighting game and get, and give it to a Another realm or a good fighting game developer to make something crazy with it because people like those characters and i could see those characters fitting in in, in in that kind of thing like could you make like going back to the rpg thing what if, what if you did just make it follow one wrestler in the way that it's not you creating a wrestler it is you going through john cena's story from the inception of john cena all the way to where his career has taken him and you are going through those storylines, and with each each match you are leveling up and you're doing this one one specific story but does that like, sound could fun? You do something like that and i'm
1: not like i'm not shitting on your idea it's just the idea of like would we want to do that? Like, I feel like, the, you know, it, it went through the chat here and I don't know. If I can see it. It's gone, but it, it was going to be right there. Ah, whatever. Somebody said in here, quoting that Stephanie McMahon said that, you know, like in 10 years she wants people to think of them like they think of Disney, right? And I think part of that is diversification. So it can't, yeah, they can't keep doing ideas that are like, oh, well, this is like so centered in the world of professional wrestling and WWE that like it needs to be about, you need to break out of that and make good things, not just crap not the same stuff you know that you've done before uh in terms of like bad spinoffs or whatever but i don't yeah it's like so so then do you have a dream wrestling game that's not a wrestling
0: game like a not a not a wwe 2k game is there something you'd want them to do with the with the with the wwe
1: license um, i don't think, think so man because cool? it's like that's what i want out of like and I, again i'm hoping i'm wrong i'm hoping this rpg whatever they are they're gonna announce to me. they're like you know what that actually sounds pretty fucking cool like you, you know what i mean like the rock gets transported into whatever world and has to do it. And like, you have the rock for the entire game. And yet, you know what I mean? Like that'd be fun and into maybe, maybe interesting or whatever. Like there could be something there. I just don't know how it'd be. And that's the thing for me of like in a world, so chock full of ideas and different things and games and comics and books and blah, blah, blah. like, I feel like I come to things for a very specific reason. And I come to WWE games to be, wrestling to live that world and you know have that kind of thing and i think this game you know 2k uh, 22 does such a good job of giving you such a huge diverse roster so many different characters so many different ways to run through it the fact that like like i've sat there bless and i'm playing my faction and i really dig my faction and i'm like i really want stone cold in my faction like should i just buy the virtual currency and buy a bunch of packs of cards and i'm like no I should not like why well, I own Stone Cold in the real game. Go play an exhibition match in Stone Cold, but it's like, and then I'm like, well, I'm gonna get Cactus Jack in a, this month, right now, May and May 17th. I get Cactus Jack. That's a game changer to begin with. for my, it's like, yeah. To, if I'm playing a mode of a game and I'm thinking about spending money on the thing, I'm like, no, keep working, keep getting the virtual currency, Greg. You'll be able to keep buying the packs, and you'll get it hopefully eventually. And yet, it's like that is a weird thing. And I don't feel like it's being money grubbing. And I'm sure a lot of people would argue against it for me, but like in a granted, again, I'm not somebody who's necessarily going to cave to that kind of pressure right there. I know we're into a whole different conversation about, you know, people who have gambling addiction or can't wait for it, blah, blah, blah. like, I like, though, that I like the mode so much that I'm sitting there thinking about spending something on it. I'm like, I won't. I'll keep working for it. Or here's my out to get Cactus Jack, because I'll sit there and daydream about it. I'm like, man, I'm enjoying my faction. I want it. I want a platinum WWE 2K22 one day, but there's a lot to do for a man who's so distracted. But I'm like, the good news is, if I don't put all my time into my faction now, by the time all the DLC comes out, I'm going to have Cactus Jack. I'm going to have Rob, <laughs> Rob Van Dam. I'm going to have the <laughs> Hurricane. The like, I'm, I'm going to have this fucking team ready to go in my faction. I don't have to worry about it whatever.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm I I was similarly into my faction toward the launch of 2K22, and I fell off pretty hard. Hard, but like part of me wonders if they would have gotten me if my faction was a bit more focused. Like if it, if it didn't feel like a, if a lot of the modes in 2K22 didn't feel tacked on uh, because they wanted to hit all these different things sure. and they were able to put more focus into my they faction. They were fleshed out more, yeah, yeah. They were fleshed out more. I wonder how much my faction would have gotten me. Cause like my faction was the first time in a while that something like that, that was card based and unlocking based. It's not like an Apex Legends or like a, a, a games where you're unlocking skins, all these things like Overwatch or, and with um the, uh, the random packs and all that stuff, right? My faction is the first one in a while that has gotten me. Even for the two to three weeks that it got me um, and I wonder like, you know, where they could take take an idea like that if they were to spin it off in its own thing and like going back to the 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 RPG talk for because um, that's, that's where we started with the article, right? Like, yeah, somebody in chat mentioned that, like, you know, and I'm pretty sure they're joking that like, man, I'd like to play a WWE Musou game and. Honestly, with what we're talking about, I think it could get ridiculous is that, right? Like, why not? If you could have a, hey, we're do, we're taking the WWE legends and we're putting them into this fucking crazy ass. There's an alien invasion and it's John Cena and The Rock and Triple H and all these people fucking fighting aliens in New York or some shit. And it's like, I, think, weird, I mean, you could do thing. so
1: much goofy shit of like, all right, yeah. cool. You know, Vince McMahon has been judged as evil. So hell has like grabbed him or whatever. And now all of the WWE superstars <laughs> That's to just reality. Save-
0: You're just talking about reality right now. <laughs>
1: oh my god i digress this is a way longer conversation about a WWE rpg than i thought we'd have but i appreciate that quite a bit why while, while i was here getting to nerd out about uh, wrestling games which of course you know are one of my passions for video games and one of the reasons i'm here uh i wanted to call out uh, aew fight forever Uh, of course we've talked a lot about the aew game uh they finally gave it an official title aew fight forever still in uh development for console and pc but barrett if you can toss up yeah they put out these two teasers the other day from their thing showing the characters of course they're working with ukes who are the people who used to make uh the WWE games before uh, 2K20, when everything went to hell, they bailed on that game. That's why it was such a disaster. But they also are the ones who made uh, teams that worked from AKI that worked on the um, No Mercy games. Uh, you know what I mean? Those classic N64 games. And looking at this, like, I have watched this shit over and over again. There's two videos. But, like, watch the way they animate. Watch this in particular, the way they move. Like, you might be, oh, it doesn't look realistic. It looks exactly like what I want a modern No Mercy to look like like in if, if or you can run the next one for nyla rose right like it looks exactly the way i'm always talking about it don't worry about making them look real make them look like they would look those n64 models on a current thing and that's what they look like here and i tell you what blessing fucking what a fucking wrestling feast for nerds like me right now who have video game wrestling so much because like at, when they were when kenny omega was talking recently uh before we saw any of this and making it sound like oh man like We're never going to be able to compete with WWE's visuals, of course. And also, they they we're really focusing on making the wrestling feel good. I started going like, "Oh shit, like it's going to be such a bare bones like game to begin with. Maybe it'll just be wrestling. Maybe it'll just be one on ones and tag teams and not have any gimmicks and shit like that." I don't know if I'd be about that. Watching that, I'm like, "Fuck, let's go!" Like, you know what I mean? Even if it is like super shallow for their first game or whatever, which I doubt they would do. They know they need other stuff in there. Like, fuck, I can't wait for that. I'm glad, I'm
0: glad I, I have you here to contextualize it for me because I'm sadly somebody who didn't get to play much No No Mercy back in the day, so I don't have the same affinity for it. Yeah. Uh, and watching the trailer, I was like, "Oh man, this looks kind of ugly. Like the some of the moves look stale." But you talking about how no, it's just the N64 game brought into a modern place where like those are how the animations look and in, in action. Like, hopefully, it feels good to play because the no, no No Mercy video game felt good to play. Like that for me gets me excited to at the very least check it out or at least keep up with it
1: i think because that's what the wwe games have struggled with right is they've gotten more and more and more real more and more let's make it a simulation that's what alienated people from it right is that oh it didn't look good or there's this glitch or and then it's the animations take too long to play out or, blah 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 like that looks like what you think no mercy looks like when you go back and look you see like arms aren't even connected to body sometimes and shit like that yeah. but like that is what a modern n64 game looks like and I think that if you're putting that out at not a budget price, but a less than 70 buck price or whatever, like yeah, put you're like going to see a $40. lot of people who are like, holy shit, I want to play that. And I want to be a part of that. And I want to go do it. It's just, it is going to be how much stuff surrounds it. Is there a cool character creator that I can share creations with? Cause if they can do that, that's another whole different ball game. One of the best things about WWE 2K22, right outside of KFW, which you can watch now, youtube.com slash funny games uh, is the fact that you can go and get any wrestler of all time because they're all there. You can create whoever you want.
0: Do you think it's going to hit, like, at a time where 2K22 seems like it's doing well, right, 2K feels like it's back, do you think enough people are going to get into the the AEW game when...
1: There are, I think, you know, you shake the magic eight ball, and I don't think that there's enough information yet, the answer's too Mm -hmm. cloudy on that, because my thought would be, like... If they were to launch what I just saw, and it was just 1v1 one, one and 2v2 and like, a roster of 15 people, like, you're going to be like, oh, this sucks. You know what I mean? Like, that people don't want that. Mm-hmm. If they are able to launch that with a suite similar to what was in a WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy, even in an NWO, uh, WCW Revenge, right? Because, obviously, these games added and learned so much as they went. And they launch it at, like, if you put that out in 1999, if you, like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's a yeah. downloadable only kind of thing, like... I think it gets really interesting into what that could do and what kind of waves that would make. Cause I think you, especially when people see it, if it, and then it's really fun and then it, people are streaming it, it becomes a, Oh man, I haven't played a game since then 64. Or I always heard how great those games were. And I'm, 22 now and never even had a fucking N64. Like, uh, why not buy yeah. that? Why not try that? Why not see what that's about? And it's also a great way to get people into AEW. That was the thing I, I was would... going to bring up, because I know for, for me, right, I think I, I probably played the wrestling
0: video games before I ever even watched wrestling, and I know that probably works both ways for so many people who back in the day maybe went to a friend's house, and they were like, oh yeah, let's play this multiplayer game, and because it's wrestling, it's just a fighting game, right? Like, it's not there's nothing alienating about a wrestling video game, even if you don't watch wrestling, and I'm sure that gets so many people in, especially recognizing the characters and being like, oh shit, <laughs> The Rock, I saw him in my video game. I think for AEW that could work that similar way because for me I've not watched any of the AEW stuff. Like I'm familiar of some people who are in AEW because there's a lot of crossover with uh, other wrestling franchises. Um but for me I'm sure an AEW game would do such a good job of familiarizing familiarizing me with the roster to then I go and watch it and I'm like, "Oh, I recognize this person from the game." Or I recognize this person. I know their finishing move. I know their taunts because they have the same stuff in the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that was one of the big things for me is like, you know, I was a WWF uh, attitude guy and I wasn't a WCW guy. But mm. NWO WCW Revenge was such a great game. Obviously, I learned who the, the WCW people were through that. I, you could edit them and create your own things and yada, yada, yada. One thing Nano calls out uh, on kindofunnycom slash you're wrong that isn't you're wrong, but maybe we didn't drive home enough is that based on Stephanie's quote, this RPG might be a mobile game. Which I, yeah, is 100% correct. I don't think we lose anything. But the quote, remember, is uh, talking about the mobile game when she drops this information in there, right? Uh, We continue to strengthen, we continue to strengthen in uh, the performance of our mobile games with 2K and Scopely, Supercard and Champions, with, with 2K and Scopely, Supercard and Champions, and recently signed a new deal in the role playing game place that will be announced soon. I still think you can do a custom quest role playing like that or whatever. But no, yeah. great call out if we didn't drive that home enough or whatever. As we did start, you know, getting into it crazy of what's it going to be. But I think all the things yeah. we said would still be that. But
0: yeah, I mean, I think the way she like the her talking about the mobile games is coming right after her talking about the success of the console game. So I think that's that was her talking about success generally. Like, and I think yeah, the the game can very well be a
1: mobile game, but I don't think I didn't see it as confirmation of like one or the other yeah i think it's just what's happening in there but it's you know this is all speculation based on a earnings call so great call nano i do want to put that out there uh my dog nick 96 says greg did you have the ecw ps1 game are you fucking kidding me you're asking greg miller in an ecw shirt greg miller (laughs) not only did i have the ecw ps1 game i what does ecw stand for greg extreme championship wrestling yeah he knows he had that game uh Uh, anyways though actually i i worked at petland right and uh, when that game came out, I tried to get the day off work, and they said no. And so then I just called them sick like an asshole. <laughs> so they play classic. ECW. classic one, you know what I mean? When they were still fucking, that was a claim trying to pick up. You know, WWE moved over when there was the whole swap of wrestling games, and everybody went. It was you know, WWE had been with a claim forever, and then they were like, okay, now we're gonna go be with uh, the T- the THQ, AKI guys who are making who used to make the WCW game, and then ECW was like a small floundering f- foundation. So they went to a claim, and let me tell you, the acclaim games. Like, man, you had to know combos to do all the moves and shit. It, was a, it, it wasn't bad. For, uh, we didn't know any better at the time. But then everything got moving, and we're in a great place now. And I digress. That's been 40 minutes of professional wrestling video game talk. And I couldn't be happier on a Friday. I'll let you know. But you know what you'd be happy about, ladies and gentlemen? If you went to patreon.com slash games. Over on patreon.com slash games, you can ride and be part of the show. You can get your questions read. You can be a producer. You can get the Pertilla shirt. You can get the show with a post-show we do each and every weekday. And, of course, you can could get the show ad free, but
3: you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny game. So here's a word from our sponsor shout out to expressvpn for sponsoring this episode using the internet without expressvpn is like walking your dog in public without securing them on a leash most of the time you'll probably be fine but what if one day your dog runs away or gets dog napped it's better to be careful especially when it's as simple as using expressvpn we've been using expressvpn here at kind of funny for years now me personally i've been using it and i know that my internet browsing is secure just gives me that peace of mind that i need every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes hotels airports your online Data is not secure, but ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so they can't. And it's great. I use it on my desktop, I use it on my phone, I use it everywhere that I use the internet. It would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. You can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN at ExpressVPN.com/slash kind of funny. That's expressvpn.com slash Kinda funny. E X P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot slash kinda funny. Shout out to Chime for sponsoring this episode. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So... What are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. You can get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. You can get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. C-H-I-M-E dot com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank, NA, members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on Mayor. Shout out to Babel for sponsoring this episode. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Definitely not me. I took Spanish, didn't do well in it the first time, did okay the second time. You know what? We'll move on. Now, thanks to Babbel language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Greg Miller has been learning French little by little, and now when he goes back home to to Canada to see Jen's family, he'll be able to communicate better. Isn't that a lovely situation? Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language. Language on the go. Plus, Babel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash kindoffunny. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash funny for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. One more time, babbel.com slash kindoffunny.
1: hello this is greg miller from twitch.tv slash kind of funny games is this nolan north uh it is do you remember when you were in dark void <laughs> oh my god dude <laughs> you mean drake in the jetpack uh, drake in a jetpack man you just phoned that one in and you got the check i love you so much what are you talking about I'm just, I didn't phone anything in. I just wasn't very good at that time. Oh, okay. It was before you leveled up. I understand. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Are, are what are you, you doing? We're doing, well, we're doing a show about gaming news. We just talked about wrestling video games for like 40 minutes. R- wrestling video games for 40 minutes. Yeah. I don't know why they watch either, Nolan, but they do. They do, and they eat it up, you know? Well, no, I know why they watch. They just want some. They want Miller time. it's That's it's, right. it's, 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 it's the Mizzou. It area. is the Mizzou. It is the Mizzou. <laughs> All right, well, this all started because you're doing that IG and charity thing tomorrow. So that's cool. I'm glad you're doing that. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Absolutely. But make Dark Void too. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's an option, but I'm always game. All right, good. All right. We'll talk to you later, Nolan. All right, bud. Bye. Bye. Out of all the things you could you're call the out of all the things you choose Dark Void to call this man. Oh, never let him forget. Never let him forget Dark Void, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Also, you're lucky because as we were going into ads, uh, DJ uh, Mirage said, was ECW actually their own organization? I thought they were always affiliated with WWE. And DJ, you were going to fucking get laid into, all right? Oh, but now Nolan's here and he's calmed me down. Instead, I'll just tell you, get the the $5 you need and get Peacock for a night and just watch you know, the ECW documentaries on there because you make me fucking sick, DJ Mirage. Number two God, on the rope Report. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is going to be revealed in June, according to reports. And the report comes from Tom Henderson over at Xputer. Several sources have suggested that this year's highly anticipated Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 by Infinity Ward is set to be revealed this June. The reveal is expected to be in the form of a standardized reveal trailer that we have all come to expect from Call of Duty and is likely to have only the campaign footage. Sources have also suggested that campaign gameplay is also expected to be revealed, quote, at an event when e3 was meant to be which presumably means around the same time as summer games fest 2022 summer game fest uh, was announced earlier today uh, to be taking place on june 9th which would be fitting the campaign walkthrough uh, if the modern warfare 2 reveal takes place beforehand although i've not been able to get a definitive answer as to if june 2nd is the date the ghost of hope is on twitter and accurately released call of duty information in the past Uh, ghost of hope has suggested that june 2nd is in fact the reveal trailer date As well as the reveal trailer date and campaign walkthrough date, sources have also suggested that Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer will likely be revealed in August, but it's currently not clear if that will include a Warzone event, as we've seen in the past with the two Call of Duty reveals. Makes sense, Bless.
0: (laughs) It makes sense. Uh, This seems like it's Call of Duty getting back to its cadence of revealing earlier in the summer. Uh, They've been missing out on that for uh, the last year, maybe the last couple years, um, especially now that Warzone has become a big, a bigger thing and they've been using that to advertise uh, their games. Uh, what's curious about this to me is if Call of Duty shows up at Summer Game Fest Live, how much bigger do you think Summer Game Fest Live is going to be compared to last year? Do you think we're like, like we, we talked about it on PSW yesterday a or this morning? yeah this morning a little bit that like why we could see playstation possibly having some stuff there too right like yeah. there's so much potential for things that could show up at summer games fest live like last year we got Elden ring tiny tina uh deviation announcement, like a couple a couple other things do you think now that e3 is out of the mix summer games Fest live is about to go but
1: it's about to be insane hey, hang announcements yeah 100 percent. i'm excited like i think like i think obviously the big players will want to do their own thing so if they show up it might be just you know the teaser of what you'll see later like xbox is a really interesting position right mm-hmm. um but i do think that yeah for sure the if you're third party you definitely want to be a part of that i think again it only bolsters like you know the way ubisoft has done Ubisoft forwards in the past right where all right cool or, and i'm even thinking of an e3 like press conference way i guess more than that where you have something on the main stage but you still do your own stage too right you still do your own presentation i think you know Jeff is last man standing here. I think people understand the clout he has and uh, the respect he has of the industry. And I think, yeah, it's going to be pretty big this year. Hmm.
0: Do you think the Activision controversy does anything for Jeff wanting to show off Call of Duty at a showcase? No.
1: No. I think that, you know, even if I think you figure if Jeff uh, uh, mentioned, right, the uh, Game Awards this past year was right on the heels of the Activision Blizzard reports of how fucking toxic and horrible it was over there and everybody should not fucking be an asshole. Um, and remember, he made the one statement, but then still had games, uh, from had it, you know, in some regards, in some respects, had to have, you know, games on the show from them still. And I think they did do a trailer right afterwards, right, that I thought they got guff for, where it was that Jeff was like, Everybody should be able to work in the industry and be and not be Oh yeah. I think it was Star Wars Eclipse. Right. That's right. And then yeah, they did that, right. Well well, that was the Quantic Dream one, right? But I thought yeah. they did something. Activision well, Maybe It was got got
2: nominated the Quantic, the Quantic Dream thing. Was like they uh, there was like kind of a speech right before of like talking thing about is, like game and uh, like a toxic war culture in the games industry, and then right after that speech, they announced uh, that they Quantic Dream game, which was just so because that was toned the first. Deaf, I'm if I'm kind
0: of funny. com slash you're wrong. I think the uh, Star Wars clips from Quantic Dream was the first trailer at Game Awards, and yeah, they started off Game Awards being Jeff started off being like. Yeah, we don't accept that shit, right? Didn't name names of any companies. He just said, like, we don't, you know, um, we don't respect or support uh, the to- to- toxic games industry workplaces and all the abuses going on. And then they then let in to, to Star Wars Eclipse, which I think was the thing that had people go, what the fuck? Sure. Like, that is, you know, that's uh, hypocritical to to do do that in that way.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking at the chat right now, see if there's any comments I want to pull out or whatever. Uh, but, like, to the point of then, is it you know, do- would they not do... Activision stuff at that like this is the conversation we go back and forth on our own show right when we're in the heat of these things of like when we were like well you know we're not going to ignore Activision Blizzard news from here on out right Mm -hmm. we're not not we're not saying we're never going to review their games either it's the fact that we do these things we want to talk about them and that's how we're gonna use our platform is that when these stories come up remind you of course that there has been uh so allegations proven lawsuits there's you know a million different bullet points to list here on what's going on and been horrible over there right but to remind you of that but again you always i always come back to the same fact of like modern warfare 2 right hundreds of people worked on that or are working on that and i don't think that the hundreds of them are assholes yes this all goes to the top where bobby Kodak is an asshole and mean to people and horrible to people and did all these fucking Fucking horrible things, you know what I mean, and that's trickled down into the environment and the bosses and this, that, and the other. but It's like I don't think it's worth. I don't think we then wash our hands and throw. Uh, we're not going to talk about Modern Warfare. We're not going to do this thing. Yeah, I think, gonna, it, I, and think I know that. I'm talking fast and spinning my wheels. But what I'm getting to is that I think that for Keeley, it's the same thing. Now, I don't. You know, Jeff made the speech at Game Awards. Maybe he'll do something else here, whatever. Blah blah blah. It, maybe he's not using the platform the way you, the viewer listener, would want him to but he still has that platform but then he still has this duty and then his platform is far different than kind of funny and how we wear our hearts on our sleeves and tell you all these different things and part of it's the personality where i think jeff wants to fade away and put the industry forward so it's like there's a big juggling act over there and like it's also how you use your platform and what kind of show you're trying to make and so long story short i think enough time has passed unless something else was about to come out that activision blizzard is you know got a car full of bodies buried underneath the foundation of their building, right, of, that everybody knew about, that you'd still put Call of Duty in there, right? But I don't know if you do a speech there. I doubt you do. Like, yeah. right? Like, that's I think just it's, not... it's,
0: it's, it's it's a hard thing to balance, I think, especially when we, we talked about this, me and Janet talked about this earlier in the week about the Nintendo stuff that, that's been coming out regarding, like, how they've treated contract uh, employees, right? Which is a very, like, distant thing from what we talk about with Activision Blizzard, but then you throw in things like what well, goes on at Ubisoft, and the, the point that... that I brought up uh, during the Nintendo conversation is the fact that to some extent this happens in every single big publisher and so many uh, small developers and small publishers as well, right? Like it is almost inescapable uh, in our industry, which is such a crazy and sad thing, right? And I think it extends to tech industries and extends to industries in general, right? And it's fucked up. But also when it comes back to somebody like Jeff Keighley, who's putting on a conference, do you then go, well, okay, we're we're not going to show Ubisoft stuff. We're not going to show Activision stuff. Uh, man, how do we do... Are we going to show Nintendo stuff with the contracting thing? Do Are we going to show... Like, I, like you go down the list, and it's like, damn. It's really tough to figure out how to approach a lot of... Uh, uh, showing off a lot of these games, especially for Jeff Keighley and Summer Games Fest, where compared to us, right? We cover news. We talk about all, all this stuff, and we're b- very frank about it. And I think we're... We... The way we tackle this stuff is very different from the way a Jeff Keighley would, because so. Jeff Keighley is... He is promotion, right? He is reveals. He is building hype for these things, whereas us, we are commentary we're as we're talking about we're talking about a call of duty story right now right modern warfare 2 the reveal coming up we are bringing in the activision blizzard context into it and that's how we go about it because we're we're here to inform our audience not necessarily market and advertise these games jeff Keeley is there to market and advertise these games and build this event and try and you know build this industry wide thing for marketing right and like that works for him but then also i think that for him he is kind of in a difficult slash interesting place in terms of how to tackle that with the news cycle regarding these companies, and like I don't know if there's a right solution. That's that's and, the tough thing about
1: it. And that's the thing is I don't I don't think there is. I I don't. I, and that's the whole issue with all of this is that there isn't a black and white. This is good. That's bad. Answer for what you do with this. Inarguably bad information we get from it, right? Because again, we're talking about these hundreds of people that don't have anything to do with this, that aren't affected, that worked through these conditions to make sure they put out something they loved and believed in, and like the stuff that kept them away from their families and yada yada yada. And so, yeah, to your the point of it is, is like the overwhelming majority of people who watch Summer Game Fest this year have no fucking idea that Activision Blizzard is going through this stuff, right? Like we always get caught up in thinking that, like. Other every gamer is like us, and I mean that you, the viewer, you, the listener, that like lives and breathes this shit and watches it and listens to it and loves it and just fucking has a great time talking about all everything about the video game industry every day. And this is not how it is. Like I've talked to friends that play the other play these games, and I'm like, have you heard of this? By the way, like, no, I've never heard of any of this information. I might push back a little bit. I feel like for the people that are watching Summer Games Fest, I would
0: think possibly the majority do know, like to some extent, right? They might not know all the details and all, and like. The new stories day to day, but I think at the very least most of that audience knows that there is some shit up at Activision Blizzard like that they know there's like some like case like that blew up to a degree where I think enough people covered it from like the kind of funny games dailies all the way up to the CNNs and then even your big YouTubers or whoever else like I think there's enough coverage in that way about it that I think most people do know. Not necessarily the entire Call of Duty audience. Like, I think for the millions and millions and millions of people that buy Call of Duty each year, yeah, most of them, I can see them not necessarily knowing. But I think Jeff Keighley's audience probably knows, for the, at, at
1: least for a big percentage of it. I, I also
0: don't know if that's enough to go, let's not have these games here, right? Like, I don't know what the, the, what the actual solution is to it.
1: I think the argument is it's something we don't know that we would never be able to prove I guess. You don't yeah. know what we're arguing right now right is we're arguing about all these different uh, things in the fire right now but it would be the idea that like I would say that's probably true for game awards. I think game awards is a more it's a smaller niche thing that is the industry and it is the reason you see developers on stage alongside celebrities obviously but giving out awards and doing this kind of thing is because that is the core hardcore whatever you want to call it gaming audience that's all about hey we're there we're talking we're on it blah 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 and we understand what's happening everywhere whereas i think summer game fest and i guess maybe i'm playing fast and loose too because i'm i'm including summer game fest in the way i think of e3 and what i mean there is the proliferation Mm -hmm. of trailers and stuff that come out of it so when Mm -hmm. you do put in a call of duty trailer at a summer game fest right like that's being put in there and then i'm i'm but i'm also i guess counting the fact that when that dribbles out to that call of duty audience they don't know too yeah, but I understand like what you're, you're saying. About, people like, are uh, watching it on the Twitch chat and yada yada.
0: Yeah, like you're talking about beyond the live stream, right? Like when the Call of Duty trailer gets shown at the game, Summer Games Fest Live, right? Like I think there is what, let's say tens of thousands of people in that chat, or maybe like a hundred thousand or hundreds of thousands of people in that chat. Yeah, yeah. Millions of people are going to see that final trailer that goes up on the YouTube channel. And those are the people that you're talking about in terms of like they have no idea about like any of the shit that's going on. I think that that totally lines up and makes sense.
1: All right, all right. Fine then. Shaking hand. Shake it. Uh, Bander SN says, by the way, correcting us in kind of funny.com slash you're game awards began with Jeff's opening speech with the abuse in the industry talk. Then the first award was best independent game. That was the Hellblade gameplay trailer. So just that's where that was. Mm. Um, yeah, now. Number three, we'll get, we're going to put it into Friday fast mode. Number three, the FTC is looking into the Sony Bungie acquisition. This is Reb uh, Valentine over at IGN.com. The Federal Trade Commission is reportedly opening an inquiry into Sony's planned acquisition of Bungie, making a notable ramp up in federal oversight of gaming mergers during a period of major industry consolidation. Uh, this is an RRR, based on a report from the information and stuff. Uh, it's going on. It's the same thing we've heard a couple times about the other acquisitions that start, people are starting to pay attention. And the government's what's happening here my personal take is that i think that it won't be an issue yet i think we're getting closer and closer to it being an issue but when you're talking about the hundreds of independent game studios that are out there that kind of Gets in the way of it being a monopoly, and the way people think of it being a monopoly. Uh, in, in backing me up is Jeffy Grubgrub over on Twitter, who quote tweeted this and said, "While this is happening, new studios continue to pop up. Many of them starting with money that the founders got from working at big companies that got acquired." I can't read the minds of the FTC regulators, but the system is working as intended. And it's the same thing: is mm-hmm. you know, pro, prolific as independent game creation is right now, and especially games that are independent, but then also double A, you know, triple I, whatever you want, is what we're starting to get from it. It's, it'll be interesting to see if the FTC really has anything to say about Sony and Bungie or Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, or if that is. I think when those get acquired, and then you start to see if it was more snatching. If Sony really is, as we talked about in PS, I love you, looking at Square and stuff, then you start maybe go, "Hmm, what's going on?" But yeah, heads up, I that's happening.
0: With it being acquisition season, I think that's they're going to be looking into like every every big acquisition of this level more and more and more. And I don't, it, it won't be a problem until it's a problem. But once it becomes a problem. And that's going to be fascinating. Because, <laughs> like, I think at that point, that is when we're getting to the point of, oh, man, five companies own everything. But to Jeffy Grubb's point and to your point, too, right, like a lot of studios are popping up as this is happening. So I don't think it's a it's a big fear, at least
1: yet. Sure. The FTC nope. will let me be. Let's let me them. be me on MTV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> but it feels so empty. Uh, number four on the rope report. Hey, bless. Genshin Impact's getting some free crap. Uh, this is Twinfinite, where Tarun Sayal uh, writes, a week after the announcement of the Genshin Impact 2.7's delay, uh, Hoyoverse uh, has now announced free rewards as compensation. In an official blog post, the developers confirmed that players would be rewarded with 400 Primogens, uh, Fragile Resin, seven Hero Wit, 16 Mystic Enchantment Ore, and 120,000 Mora. Every week, the in-game items will be delivered on May 11th, and players can collect uh, free rewards from their in-game mail section every Wednesday in case uh, the period between the 2.7 version update and the previous weekly compensation for the delayed update is less than a week. The final weekly compensation will be adjusted c- accordingly. However, it's worth noting that mail will expire after 30 days, so be sure to claim the items before they get expired or at the end of version 2.6. Moreover, travelers who have reached Adventure Rank 5 or above by May 11th are only eligible for this reward. Are you excited, blessing? Are you gonna go get all this? Do you need the P- Pimo gems? Uh, I mean, Pimo gems are always nice to have, so I'll probably log in to claim
0: these. I do wish that I would, <clears throat> I was more invested in getting impact nowadays, because I put in like forty hours into that game, and I was not able to like reach the stuff that felt worthwhile. Like it's such a, I'm so split on this game nowadays because it's such a fun game to just exist in, because the world is so beautiful and gorgeous, and yeah. the grind of it, like the loop. Is pretty fun but all the worthwhile stuff in that game you really got to grind for and you really got to work for it. and that's the part where like i've felt like it's become a pain i've had people who have watched my streams go oh you're right there like you just got to get to the next thing and it's right there and i'm like yeah but man it's so hard to boot up boot up this game now like it is after the amount of hours i put into it i feel like i've just gotten into this constant loop of grinding that has become less and less fun the the, the more i go with it but who knows? Like I might I might just be at a place now where I just gotta take a break and come back in like July or whatever and then go crazy about it again. It seems like one of those games that like you come back to when you want something that feels that feels like home. And then once you get it, once you play it for like a month, you're like, okay, let me take a break and then come back to it months later. It might be that game for me, but um I will be
1: claiming these items, yes. <laughs> Number five on the rope for it. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 becomes the top grossing video game movie of all time. This is Danielle Pardis. Over. At gamesindustry.biz. *Song of the Hedgehogs 2 is now the top grossing movie video. Top grossing video. Gr- this is an interesting sentence. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is now the top-grossing video-grossing video video game movie adaptation of all time. I think there's a typo in there. It's the top-grossing video game movie adaptation of all time, beating the record set by its predecessor. Sega announced that the film generated a total of $331 million during its time at the box office, passing the $319 record set by the first Sonic the Hedgehog in 2017. Uh, Barrett here has the ending of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. He's showing you all right now, lest we forget. Well, this is a movie that has made three hundred thirty-one million dollars. Wait, what? Oh, I see
0: what's going on here.
1: You know where where this is going. You know where this is going.
0: I I know where this is going, and I don't want to get there. Barry can cut the soft bear, please. Let it go, please. Cut the soft bear, please, please. There we go,
1: everybody. What Sonic game is this, by the way, boss? The
0: Sonic Six is when he kisses. Show it again. Show it again. Let it finish. When he kisses the human lady, and nobody liked it. Nobody Everybody like
1: that. You know what I mean? Let him kiss. This is what's what all trying about. to be
0: alive. Not for the Sonic kissing thing, but for Sonic being a successful movie franchise. I never would have called it because never does God shine his light on me in this way where sure. he's like, cool, you can have this. You know, he's never done it to me in this extent. Where he Gave you a Steam Deck. He, he, get, he did give me a Steam Deck, and the Steam Deck is nice. I'm going to play it a lot this weekend. But the fact that I have a Sonic thing that can be argued is objectively good. Objectively sure. ultra sure. successful. Most people love it. Uh,
2: I mean, do we want <laughs>
0: like,
2: <on> to <laughs> put ticket sales into objectively good blessing? Because, like, I, I, I don't want like, to push back on Sonic carried, 2. carried the hell out of it. I'm not trying to push back on Sonic 2 being good or bad. I haven't seen it. I liked the first mm. one. I'm excited to watch it at home in a couple of weeks with Alyssa because she's super psyched for it. But if we just if we put in that rule that, like, if a movie makes a lot of money, it's objectively good. We have to say that about Venom and Venom 2. And don't like, forget that
1: Batman V made eight hundred and seventy two point seven million dollars. Yeah, and almost. like
2: I don't want to live in that world where just because it makes a lot of money, okay. m- it means it's objectively good. Well, that's not, I, I want to protect Kevin. To I'm be
0: clear, here. the like, critically, I think the game is the, or the movie is also objectively good. I it's just the fact that it's backed up by also the ticket sales being successful. We're going to get more of these movies and a bigger franchise is the thing that I'm excited about. Also, I, I've been told in chat, oh no, I've lost it. Oh. Uh, Herbie Erigo says, Blessing, every Sonic game on Steam runs super well on Steam Deck. Uh, and so God is truly shining his light down on me today. Uh, man, man, I'm about to have a field day this weekend.
1: Number six and final on Europa Report for the week. Excel is finally coming to video games. This is Eve Online over on Twitter who is having Eve FanFest and wrote, This is not a joke eve cross microsoft excel is happening soon you will be able to transport in-game data directly to excel spreadsheets in space made easy crowd is loving this and there was a shot of them live uh, announcing that at eve fan fest because of course eve online very 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 detailed game with a lot of shit going on and that actually makes a lot of sense and so it's a fun little thing that everybody tagged me and so i thought i would put it there
0: i love this it's such a like, I, like I, I love this as a Oh, man, if they could do this, I wonder if other games can do this for, like, even the the less nerdy RPGs out there, but for the people that might want to see all their stats broken out into a sheet. Like, what if I could, like, Barrett, what if me and Barrett could, like, play Persona 5 Royal and have, like, an Excel sheet export to see, like, where all of our confidant levels and, like different stats on, i mean like, i all our just i it. just
2: could just pull up the menu that takes two seconds that tells me <laughs> but like what if, it? what
0: if you wanted to be nerds
1: about it I mean, me, that's the thing what if you want to be nerds about it trust me you guys are nerds about it i can't wait to see what game you nerd out about next but that's so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grop shops where would i go you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed
0: by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday
1: Yeah. <laughs> Wow, Barrett. Thank you very much. Blessing, as I said, do not look ahead on this one, okay? Okay. Just full screen your little thing that has us in it so you can, the confidence monitor, because there's a trailer I want Barrett to show eventually. All right, here we go. <laughs> Out today, Crowns and Pawns, Kingdom of Deceit on PC. Wolf is coming in. Ah, that's a future date. I fucked up. Hold on, hold on, I gotta put this down here. Nobody nobody, nobody heard that, nobody heard that. Elemental War 2 is out today on Xbox Series X and Xbox One. Uh, Chefy Chef is on Xbox Series X and PC. No, I didn't name it. New dates for you. Uh, Wolfstride is coming to Nintendo Switch on May 10th. Unpacking, because I, ca- I fucking made this happen by being on PS I Love You, like, when is that gonna date? Is getting a date finally. Uh, PS4, PS5 on May 10th. Remote Life is coming to Xbox, PlayStation 4, and Switch on May 27th. And then... You can uh, don't play the trailer yet, Barrett. But this is the trailer, right? Have you heard "Blessing"? And I'm gonna definitely pronounce it wrong. I'm sorry, but Umu Umurangi Generation Special Edition. Have you heard of this game? It sounds familiar. Um, I think I have Umurangi Special Umurangi. Edition. It's coming to Xbox and Game Pass on May 17th. Barrett, start the trailer. It is a photography game. Blessing. This game was inspired by titles like Jet Set Radio and Pokemon Snap it also it is also particularly made for people who enjoy photography or retro style art from the playstation 2 era this the title also boasts great music letting you settle into the world and become immersed in the life of the umurangi generation this looks fucking insane Holy shit. I, I'm is... pretty
0: sure it has been in some presentation. Because, yeah, as you describe it, as I'm looking at the gameplay here,
1: one, the soundtrack is phenomenal.
0: But also, I remember seeing this before. But seeing this it is again, already like, this on is Switch amazing.
1: and PC, apparently. So, like, the news is that it's coming to Xbox Game Pass and Xbox uh, May 17th. But I saw this and I was like, "This is a such a Greg Miller ass game." Because all it is is that you go, you get given a level and you're given uh, objectives to go do photography stuff. You go do it and then you're graded on. Not only did you get the thing in the shot, but composition, level, all the stuff you've been, or colors and stuff like that you've been using. Like, this thing seems awesome.
0: Yeah, it's literally it's Pokemon Snap mixed with Jet Set Radio, which. ...is extremely my shit. Like, they, they are nailing the aesthetic of Jet Set Radio, uh, and even, like, going above and beyond, because the art style definitely isn't one-for-one, one, right? But, like, they're taking, like, the world style mixed with a different art style, if that makes sense, right? Like, it's more, uh, it's, it's not cell shaded really. Like, they're going for, like, a, a particular other thing. That plus the soundtrack sounds exactly like something that would be in Jet Set Radio
1: xbox deals of the day for you we got today is uh you know the free play games have been announced or whatever so you can be playing throughout the weekend uh call the sea civilization six and overcooked all you can eat for free blessing believe it or not on a long show already we have two required readings first off I'm going to send you over to Input, where kind of funny best friend Tom Caswell has written about inside the colossal failure of Venn, the MTV of video games. Uh, where I grabbed uh, to the little pull quote I pulled for you is from the article, and it goes like this. Uh, Charlie Crecia uh, was initially brought on as a creative consultant at Venn and would eventually oversee post-production. Quote, we were pretending that we were going to be MTV, he says, but we didn't realize the audience we wanted to talk to thought MTV was the stupidest thing ever created. Wow. The tensions were raised Holy because shit. we all felt we were failing as a company in general and we all turned on each other. No one was aligned, and that is why ultimately what ultimately led to Venn's downfall. End quote. A really interesting piece about the rise and fall of Venn as fast as it was. Uh, go check that out. In input from kind of funny best friend Tom Caswell. Then, if that wasn't enough for you, you need something else to read. Go to fanbite.com, ladies and gentlemen, where the one, the only, the dawn. M. Ron Khan from KFW has written a piece called The Hopeful Beginning and Abrupt Shuttering of Phenomena. Uh, this went live as we went live. So I've only been able to glance at it. I don't have a good pull quote from you, but it is chronicling the rise and fall of phenomena. Uh, if you remember, this is the one that happened around GDC, where Robin Honeykey uh, came out. They, she was in that video about toxic workplaces. They were like, Phenomenon is a toxic workplace. And then like a day later, people were like, I just got laid off from Phenomenon. And the Phenomenon is like, hey, like GDC was our last pit ditch effort to get money for Phenomenon. It's like this whole crazy thing. And Imran's been working on this for quite some time, apparently. As he said, he was tweeting about it. And now he's got this uh, big old article up about it. So I need to dive into it. Everybody needs to dive into it. Go support the Don Imran Khan.
0: The Don. I'm definitely checking out that um, that um Ven article because I oh, for sure. was one of the 10 people that was watching Ven and I was like, man, I I like this, but man, I wonder if this is going to take off because it seems very specific. And yeah, like I like it makes me it makes me wonder if something like that could ever work. I know G4 is kind of going for a similar sort of thing too, talking about being like the, the MTV of video games where it is broadcast style like big production we're gonna have all these different shows like they're bringing attack of the Show back and all that stuff and like i think if anybody's gonna make it work it could be g4 but also like it might just be a thing that's left in the past it's not we got a lot of friends who work,
1: work at g4 and i wish them the best but that it is a yeah. it is an uphill climb and so i will 100%. be fascinated to see how they can do it i think they had a better. i think g4 definitely has a better head on their shoulder than ven does Invent. this is another one i want to read from you okay Despite these issues in the network's early weeks, Venn's programming somehow enjoyed live viewership in the thousands. However, when looking at additional engagement metrics, the view count didn't make any sense to staff, leading them to suspect Venn had been paying for view bots. During one broadcast in the network's first couple of weeks, gaming insider Rod Blislau, uh, known on the Twitter handle Slasher, unexpectedly dropped into Venn's Twitch chat and made a joke about the number of real viewers. When management caught wind of this, there was a panic, and after an all-hands meeting, the viewership began to drop dramatically. "Quote: Our views went from twenty thousand a show to like a hundred people overnight," says one. Wow! So. Jesus wow! That's crazy! Oh my god! Holy shit!
0: The, it's a good uh, the article. The thing I'll point out about Ven too, which is probably this is another reason why they the, they had the downfall, is they would show reruns like crazy on Ven. I would actually watch Ven on my Samsung TV Plus, and when I tell you that. After about 2 days, I'm sure I watched all the content they had uh, yeah. produced for Ven and after that it was just all reruns, all the same show, all the same episode all the time. I didn't appear
1: I did an appearance on Ven, and they were literally like, All right, cool. Yeah, you know, we'll get you on next week. Uh, this week we're shut down for retooling, and they've been open like a month. I was like, What? All right. <laughs> uh, we asked people to watching live to go to slash wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. AB Plus says, We got kind of breaking news. New Final Fantasy 16 updates from Yoshi P about a new trailer soon, polishing the game, and getting in trouble with SEPR. Uh, then he links to a Polygon article. So there is uh, Final Fantasy 16 news out there if you're he- one of those. Did you catch the other uh, bit of
0: breaking news here? The Xbox planning a, uh, to launch a streaming puck in Samsung app in the next year?
1: We, uh, we talked about that yesterday. I okay. say. Cool.
0: I'm, 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 we, I'm just finding a, the, a Venture Beat article that went up uh, 30 minutes ago, but it's probably the so. Same stuff.
1: Well, that's probably more. Remember yesterday, chap, get me there. It was Tom Warren from The Verge who mm-hmm. had tweeted about that. It was just two tweets. That we had then referenced thanks to the chat and I think probably Nano and You you're Wrong giving it to us and us bringing it in. So if Jeff's got like actual quotes and information that's more than what we were just going off of Tom Warren tweet that was like this is part of Xbox's everywhere campaign or something that's whatever. whatever.
0: Gotcha. Yeah Jeff has a full article here but we can probably
1: we can cover on, on Monday when we come back. Sounds good. On Monday you're going to have Blessing and Tim. On Tuesday you're going to have me and Gary. On Wednesday you're going to have Blessing and Janet. On Thursday you're going to have me and Tim and then Friday he returns ladies and gentlemen. The former up up down down champion to Hussein and Tim will close out your week if you're watching live right now on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games guess what it is the start of our charity stream for abortion funds in vulnerable states on Twitter I'm sorry twitch.tv slash kind of funny games catch it later youtube.com slash kind of funny plays remember I'll be coming back in the afternoon right now people are gonna play some party games and hang out Um, on top of that and reviews gonna be recording on top of that this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can get each and every show ad free you can watch us record the live podcast even when they're not this kind of podcast and you can have a great time including getting that portillo shirt no bucks tossed away no big deal youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe you can go have fun you can go do your thing you go have a great time um that's it Go have fun. Play some video games this weekend. I got a post show to do. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.